I'm Jay Mac. And I'm Jess. And you're listening to Base Code Podcast. Hey yo, Jay Mac here again with a, another solo podcast. Again, Jess is busy laravelling it up, so I am talking about shift. First, let me apologize if I'm a bit nasally. This is kind of the time of year where I always seem to get sick. The seasons are changing here in Louisville. We're turning into fall, much cooler weather. It used to be the only time I actually got sick, but now with Izzy, anytime she picks up the daycare crud, I end up getting it as well. So, such is life, I suppose. I always feel so bad for her when she gets sick. I I wish there was more I could do, but building up that little immune system. Anyway, jumping right in, last time I kind of talked about the origin story of Shift, how uh, I kind of randomly bounced the idea off Taylor and his, you know, simple reply really stuck with me saying he'd use it. Uh, And I just kind of got to building and over the next month, uh, I launched the kind of MVP, if you will, of Shift. It had the Shift for Laravel 5.2. 5.1 and the big one uh, 5.0 and I kind of alluded to the fact that I'd talk about pricing uh, in this episode so I'll try to share the evolution of the pricing when I launched prices were laughably low so the Laravel 5.2 shift was two dollars the Laravel 5.1 shift was 350 and the Laravel 5.0 shift was a whopping seven dollars Now, let me talk about this pricing. I was still on the fence about making this paid to begin with. And as a reflection of that, I think these prices were low because I was scared to make them higher. I also think more on the logical side, I was coming off being an iOS developer. And the paid apps that I had created followed Apple's tiered pricing, and those pricing tiers were $0.99, $1.99, and so on. And it was really unheard of at the time, again, back in 2015, to have applications that were $9.99 or $19.99 or even $29.99. It it is just nuts. These companies weren't even really making apps just yet. So many of the applications were immature, and as such, you know, they were priced at $0.99. So that was the pricing models that I was familiar with. So making something a couple bucks and taking this theoretical long tail approach where where lots of people are going to download this for 99 cents. So you're making money based on volume and not necessarily the sale price. Now, I wouldn't go so far as to say that was naive of me. I did think and still believe this is something every Laravel developer should be using. But in the beginning... No one knew that. No one knew the value of Shift. It was a brand new product. In a way, this pricing didn't necessarily reflect its value. It's kind of counterintuitive, but, you know, sometimes people imply value from price. And so when something's just two bucks, it is seen as a throwaway. But I was okay with that. Um, Again, I was unsure of the product. I was unsure if people reuse it. I was unsure if it should even be paid. So from my perspective, making something a couple bucks kind of hedged those bets, right? If if it was totally terrible or didn't work for someone, you know, it was just $2. Uh, It's no big deal. I'm not necessarily going to have someone yelling at me to fix it if I had priced it at, say, $99. And again, 
wouldn't do that and still don't do that. But at two bucks, I thought people would be more willing to try it and a little less concerned about maybe some of the aspects that were incomplete or potentially didn't work. Again, this was an MVP. I wasn't a Laravel developer at the time. I didn't know all of these things. Even the upgrade guide itself was kind of a work in progress. So it didn't cover everything and really still doesn't cover everything um, and lists a lot of changes being optional. But as you continue to upgrade a Laravel project, those you know, those changes don't become optional. So it, it's kind of always a work in progress. I'm still going back and making changes to the Laravel 5.2 shift to improve certain bits of automation that uh, now we know, you know, that is going to be required as you continue to upgrade your application. Now, with all that said, you know, these prices were undoubtedly low. They were optimistic in the sense that everyone was going to be using it right away. Again, to reach some kind of reasonable six-figure salary, you know, I would have had to have 100,000 users. That's crazy. So this pricing was never going to work beyond just a hobby, but that's what it was at the time. I had a six-figure salary working at a job that I liked. I was on an extreme programming team. I was working uh, with all sorts of different technologies. You know, I worked with friends. We had a cool office. Like, it was fun. So, Again, shift at the time wasn't something that I ever even thought would be my day job, would be my sole focus, would surpass my good salary. I think the pricing also reflected me personally and my kind of value proposition. I look for value. I'm the type of person that there's no reason for me to go to the $60 a plate steak restaurant when I know that the $30 plate restaurant actually from my perspective has better stakes and again even if they didn't a time or two i'm kind of mitigating the annoyance that if i went to the 60 dollars plate restaurant and they didn't have a good steak that time i would be super annoyed right the expectation for me is much higher and so while everyone doesn't necessarily follow that same value proposition again for me value means you know a good deal some people think value means luxury, right? There, there are a couple different value propositions out there. And I think I heard this um, on the Indie Hackers podcast. Um, there was like this Harvard Business School review of, of kind of the different value propositions. I'll link them in the show notes. But again, for me, I kind of look for that good deal. And going back to what I said a second ago, providing that good deal also in a way kind of hedges some of those insecurities I might have about the product, right? Because again, at two or three or five bucks, it's just a throwaway. Why not try it? You know, it's just like the App Store apps at that time, right? The Whoopi Cushion app. You know, it's 99 cents and it's kind of ridiculous that that thing was 99 cents, but at the same time, it's just a dollar. It's a throwaway. But when you get in there and you realize it kind of has these fun, silly UX features, you know, uh, you know, you can you can press it different ways to create different fart noises. There was something fun about that. There was value in that in its own way, right? So that's kind of the same way Shift was. It's just a few bucks. Why not try it out? And then when they do, they're pleasantly surprised and they feel like they got a good deal. So kind of looking at the flip side of that, had I priced this, arguably what maybe Shift was worth whatever that might have been, maybe I wouldn't have got as many users. 
without those users using shift talking about shift being repeat customers you know the lifetime value of that user what kind of money have i missing out on then so again these are all kind of the things that play into pricing and, and you just kind of never know sure it's easy to say after someone used your product and saw how awesome it was saw the value in it oh yeah, uh, you know, you could pay more. And I get these emails to this day, like, oh gosh, you know, Shift is an incredible deal. Like you should charge more. And yeah, I probably should. But at that time, again, it just didn't fit kind of my vision of what this was. You know, a side project that I was kind of unsure about. I felt it was incomplete. I wasn't even sure if I wanted it to be paid. So looking at some hard numbers, the first day I launched Shift, again, this was basically Christmas. It made $23. Now at those prices, you know, two bucks, three bucks, seven bucks, that was a couple users. That was actually six users. So six people basically on Christmas used Shift. Now in the first week, it made $126 and had 21 users. Uh, in the first month, it made $664 and I had 117 users. So 100 users in the first month. Now again, had I been pricing at... 30 bucks a shift, you know, that would have been a few thousand dollars. Like, that's awesome. That's much different, right? And that's great. But now I have 117 people talking about shift. You know, I wasn't big in the Laravel community at the time. Even Taylor only had, you know, 20k followers. So even though I was getting a couple retweets from him, which definitely attributed to this early adoption, I'm also getting people out there that again, are going out and potentially saying, wow, I tried this thing out. It's just a few bucks and man, it, it really worked. It, it, you know, it really helped or even, yeah, you know, um, it didn't do everything, but it's just a few bucks. And so it's worth it. Right. So from both sides, if someone was willing to kind of take the chance on shift again at that low price point, just to try it out, the potential for them to have a good experience was really, really high because the cost was really, really low. And again, this is just the way I looked at it. I'm not saying this is correct from a pricing theory. Uh, it definitely wouldn't have created um, kind of what Shift is today. It, it definitely wouldn't have sustained me or even additional people working on this. There's no way at, you know, again, at 100 users, the scale would have had to have been 100x that to even come close. So the pricing was absolutely, without a doubt, laughably low. But just a little backstory there on kind of where my head was at. So kind of moving down the line, what I did was very quickly, actually, but I think by the end of January, so even just a month later, I kind of normalized those prices a bit. So my lowest pricing point was $5, and then everything was a $2 stagger from there. So it was kind of like the staggered pricing. So that meant the 5.2 shift was $5, the Laravel 5.1 shift was $7, and then the Laravel 5.0 shift was $9. And so I actually kept this kind of staggered pricing for probably two years. And what I did was anytime a new Laravel version came out, everything kind of went up by $2. So when Laravel 5.3 came out in the summer of 2016, it became the $5 pricing point. And so everything kind of bumped up from there. And again, I, I kept this pricing for probably another year and a half. And I remember talking to Adam Wadden, and he kind of took an interest in the project and I was on full stack radio kind of talking about it. He gave me a lot of feedback. I think at the time he was actually had worked on uh, nitpick CI. So he had a lot of ideas about how to kind of improve the experience from the PR. 
you know, and as such, he was the one that kind of gave me some feedback about the checklists that you see now in Laravel Shift. So on the PR, if you have some files you need to change, he liked that idea of having those be checkboxes or some of the links you have where it goes to the commits. You know, he had suggested those pretty early on. So I got a, I got a lot of good feedback from him. And I'll talk a little bit more about the feedback and kind of that feedback loop and, and so forth maybe in another episode. But sticking with the prices, you know, he had a lot of opinions on pricing because he was starting to have books and courses and these other things. And I had a discussion with him and, you know, in classic Adam style, he kind of immediately was like, yeah, this pricing's, you know, stupid. (laughs) It's, you know, you can't really understand it. And I think specifically, you know, after talking a little bit about it, the point that really stuck with me that he made was that it can't be forecasted. You can't really tell what the 5.2 shift is going to be six months from now. And so ultimately, that kind of pushed me towards tiered pricing. So basically, all the shifts that I had, I kind of rounded either up or down to land in one of those pricing tiers. Now, again, $5 was a bit silly. So kind of the next evolution was making that 9 and 19 I think moving to tiers made a lot more sense. Again, that forecasting uh, just really stuck with me. So that was probably the biggest pricing change that I made was was to move from kind of the staggered pricing, which, yeah, it was totally strange. But from my perspective, it was kind of like incentivized, right? It Again, it, it's something to kind of hook you and get you into kind of using shift. And it's like, well... The next one's only $2. Like we're Again, it, it's this incentivized approach, right? It's kind of dangling this carrot in front of you that as you continue to upgrade, you know, the prices get cheaper and cheaper and cheaper, and now it's just like $5. And so why not use Shift and stay upgraded, right? That's kind of the way I, I thought about it. And you can still achieve that with um, tiered pricing. Oh, now I'm on the lower tier, right? I think from there, really the only thing I did was, again, to continue to kind of dial in that prices themselves, I'm still getting emails of people saying, you know, this should be more or charge more or, you know, why is shift so low? And as I continue to, again, learn about the psychology of pricing, the difference between $5 and $9 is, is really nothing. You're kind of under 10 bucks at that point, right? You're a single digit price effectively. Now, in the back of my mind, I always kind of kept that staggering pricing in my head, right? So as as we continued over the years and there's there's multiple Laravel releases, we were in a place now where maybe there was 10 or 12 shifts kind of in the catalog. And because of that, I introduced another pricing tier. And so that became the $29 pricing tier. So anything prior to the previous LTS version in that at that time would have been 5.1. Those were $29. So the so the Laravel 5.0 shift was $29 and the Laravel 5.1 shift was $29. Then you fell down to the $19 pricing tier until you got up to 5.5. And then from there, those latest versions were all the $9 pricing tier. Over time, I realized that that, again, also was kind of unforecastable, right? You had to have a knowledge of LTS versions. And you may not have that when you're just coming and looking at shift from the pricing. You're not necessarily relating that. It didn't say anywhere on the site, hey, this is how we price stuff. And honestly, it just didn't matter, right? It just added again to a little more confusion about, well, why, why is this cheaper, right? I think you could put it together, but again, it wasn't communicated and it just was kind of too many pricing tiers for what Shift was. Again, it, it was a larger catalog relatively, but it's not a large catalog where it made sense to kind of 
break things down and, and have these um, filters, if you will, on the catalog to say like pre-LTS, latest LTS, and then, you know, like latest version. Uh, it just wouldn't have made sense to break things up that much. So the most recent pricing change I did, when Laravel moved to an annual release cycle, it was just one uh, a year instead of two a year. And in 2021, there actually wasn't a release. So around that time, I basically cut that lowest pricing tier and moved everything back to two tiers, with the lowest one being $19. And that's what you see today. You see $19 for the latest shift, and then everything else is $29. And I think that's probably the way it's going to stay. Now, after almost 75,000 runs of Shift with all the users that's there, with the community goodwill, uh, I think people realize the value of Shift. And now it's a matter of kind of dialing in that pricing point to maybe what arguably Shift should have always been priced at. But again, there needed to be an evolution there, not just of the product, but also of my own understanding of pricing. So while I don't necessarily think Shift would ever be, you know, $99, which arguably I might be able to charge for that, there's always going to be an aspect, again, of me personally, because I probably wouldn't pay that. That's not what I'm going to charge. So as there continue to be more Laravel versions, Laravel 10, for example, there may be a third pricing tier that gets introduced. Uh, maybe some of the very old versions like Laravel 5.0, maybe those become $39. You know, at this point, if you're still running a Laravel 4.2 application, while we can make jokes about the age of that, that project is likely to be very successful. That's why it's still around, right? So whether that's successful from a monetary perspective or successful from a usage perspective, uh, the point is that project has value and as such, they would potentially be willing to spend to finally upgrade it. There's a reason for them needing to be upgraded, and it's likely that cost is not really something they're that concerned about. They're more concerned about actually upgrading the application because they, they have a need to do so now. And so for those reasons, I, I think there's an opportunity to price those a little more closer to what their kind of intrinsic value might be. So we'll see. Again, I don't want to be in a place where I, you know, have too many pricing tiers and it's a bit confusing. So I think tiered pricing was absolutely the way to go. And now it's just a matter of kind of dialing in that that actual price point, not necessarily from an income perspective, but more to relay the value of shift to new users to set that expectation again to that you're getting something of value. So that's kind of the evolution of the pricing. Uh, I'm pretty happy with it. Again, from my perspective, Shift is, is super successful. And, um, you know, kind of like this season of the podcast, uh, I am, you know, just doing this solo. It's just me. I'm completely happy with it. And the pricing at this point probably is, is more of a, a reflection of me and kind of the value propositions that I prefer, more so than what the price of these shifts should actually be. Uh, but again, I'm happy with it, and um, yeah, that's about it on pricing. Until the uh, next episode. Show notes for this episode can be found at basecodefieldguide.com slash 50.